welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We are Sarah and Eric. Welcome back. We, it's like the middle of the day now. We have been gradually trying to move our days earlier and earlier because I feel like it's easier to stay productive when we wake up earlier. I know not everyone's the same, but I feel like a lot of people feel that way. I feel like regardless of when we wake up and start doing stuff, like when we eat, we eat dinner at six or seven o'clock and then I'm, I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. I'm like, now it's, now it's time to chill and we can, we could look at it and be like, well, we didn't start working till four (laughs) o'clock and I'd still be like, you know what, man, it's after dinner. It's time to chill. No, I definitely feel that way too, which is why, especially now that we just changed our clocks back and the sun goes down so much earlier. And as soon as the sun goes down, I really do not feel like I'm in the mood to do productive work. I think that's human nature, right? Maybe. It's like, well, I know some people are night owls, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I get a ton done. That's like, definitely, midnight, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think those people are in the minority because it, it goes <laughs> against, you know what I mean? Like think about before we had electricity and everything. Like once the sun goes down, it's like, well, we can't do anything anymore. It's funny you should say before we had electricity because we have this candle in our room you want Eric, to move it? Eric picked out this very like fancy candle. From What's Target. the fragrance? It's uh oh shit, what is it? It's whiskey and oak. Anyway, the point is it has a wooden wick and it's making those crackling like fire log sounds. Which Should I I'm hold sure... it up to the microphone? <laughs> Maybe uh... I'm gonna move it. I'm gonna yeah, let me move it real quick. It's it's some nice ambiance, actually. We really like candles. Listen. And it... <laughs> I wonder if you could hear that. I'm gonna put it over here. And especially since we have moved into this house that belongs to someone else, it's kind of nice to have our room smell like our room, you know? It's like we walk upstairs and it smells fresh and and nice. Especially since the people we live with um, are not vegan Mm -hmm. and the house sometimes smells like meats. A lot of meat smells. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those those (laughs) smells really waft up into our room upstairs. Well, it's funny. We, we've we been trying to not use the air conditioning or heater as often as we used to back in Colorado. The air is like really nice and like moist, you know, here. Ooh, yeah. So we try to leave our window open at night and our neighbors on both sides, I think, grill so often and like the smell always wafts up into our windows. We have like um, a window fan blowing air into our room when it's cool. So we just have like, we go into our room and it's like smoky. There's like a, a thin veil like of haze. Barbecue. We're like, oh, better light a candle. How do we get into this? Um, because the wick was making loud noises. I, right. think. I was trying to set the scene and just say like, yeah, we're starting this episode like quite late in the day. Mm. We're a little like disoriented, I feel today. Yeah. Some we... days we're just like on fire and today is not one of those days. Today we're on fire in a different way, <laughs> in a way where you're running around screaming because you're on fire. Right. Um, but the topic of today's episode is it was inspired by our morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what's been happening. Like Sarah said, we've been trying to wake up earlier and we're trying to wake up, exercise, and then proceed on with our day mm-hmm. right because we used to exercise like at night over the summer in colorado when it was really freaking hot we just never had a, a structured workout plan in place because like when you work from home it's just it's easy to be like oh i'll go later or i'll go like 9 p.m when it's not busy or and then 9 p.m comes around and you're like i'm tired I'm tapped out yeah yeah so 
we really have never established a regular, except for those few months when we were running every day and it was still kind of the end, the tail end of winter. So we could wait till like 11 a.m. to run. Yeah, and it was still cool. That was ideal. And I cannot wait until it's fall here in California, Mm -hmm. like really fall. This is like the last week it seems it's going to be. You think so? In like the high 70s. Mm Yeah. I'm craving that cooler weather. And so we can like run really any time time of day and not fry ourselves. So I didn't know this, but the the winter season in San Diego, it's like 60, 65 every day. I thought it was 75 year round. And no. Sarah um, nah, enlightened bruh. me. Did you say, what'd you say? Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Mm-hmm. So this morning we woke up, um, took a little long to get out of the house and... That wasn't a jab at Sarah. It was more of a jab at myself. (laughs) Uh, Took a little long to get out of the house. And then we went to, I was like, I'll drive, but I have to get gas first because my gas light's about to come on Mm -hmm. because I have not gotten gas since our road trip here. So I'm like, there's a gas station right by the park we run at. So we drove to it and it's under construction, Mm -hmm. I guess. And you can't get gas. I'm like, okay, there's another one down the street. So we drive there and they only take debit for some strange reason so i don't have cash or debit with me i only have a credit card so we have to go to another gas station then we go to the gas station get gas and then by the time we get to the park <laughs> we're both like we i have really to pee have so to pee. badly <laughs> so the park it's it's a park so there i guess there are no doors on the on the bathroom and mm-hmm. it's awkward sarah didn't have her mask with her because we weren't planning on having to go inside anywhere mm-hmm it was a whole nightmare. So we we went, <laughs> we went back home. home. <laughs> we ran around our neighborhood, which is was fine. But this made us think we can't keep we can't keep like wasting chunks of time mm-hmm. trying to do like medial tasks. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's really where the importance of routines comes in and I feel like that's why so many like success coaches, there's a lot of material on youtube now especially that's about like uh, the millionaire morning routine or just bed night bed night (laughs) bedtime routine um and i I just think it's really important to get into the flow yeah and like you said about daylight savings now that the sun goes down at 5 p.m we have to wake up we have to wake up earlier because we don't want we don't want seven hours of sunshine a day yeah We, we need to extend that to Yeah, I want to make the most out of the daylight we have. And I mean, it's it's just I feel like this year has been so odd, right? Everyone knows that Uh, we've all been working from home or many of us have been. We're not working at all. Or you're going to work and it's super fucking weird. Yeah. and, And once at the very beginning of it, it was like really nice to have that extra freedom. Be like, oh, I can sleep in if I want to. But we've, I feel like it's just lasted so long that we haven't been able to establish that right structure for like our meal times and our workout times. And now it's kind of at the point where we're like, we're in a rut. Like we really have to, you know, yep. establish some routines. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into more of those things we've been thinking about. Right. But first, let's do our supporter shout out. I was going to wait for Sarah to say it, and then I was like, no, she's not going to say it because I'm going to put the, the, the song there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shout out to our monthly supporters on Anchor who support us with a monthly... <laughs> I'm always... Every time. 
every time it's yeah, awful. Monthly, monthly, monthly. A monthly, monthly supporter monthly. donation, yeah. monthly supporter donation, donation monthly. Inga Pfeiffer, Alexis May, Kevin Dooley, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Anna Dorica, Megan Stewart, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for supporting our podcast and our journey to success. <laughs> One hopes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like actually I've been getting a lot of I've been getting like a lot of friendly, nice conversations going on social media. Mm-hmm. I feel like ever since well, we talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, which was all about food, but also about like my relationship with my food YouTube channel and like platform. And I finally made the decision to kind of limit the topic of my Instagram mm-hmm. to food and just make that my Sarah's Vegan Kitchen like outlet. And I feel like a lot of people have been really supportive of it. And the more I've been getting into my like nerdy foodie persona again and posting about it on my stories, it's been sparking a lot of nice conversations. So I, for one, am very supportive of this decision. Mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's always good to have separate YouTube channels, separate Instagram accounts for your different topics. Right. You know, for the longest time, I couldn't decide because I felt, I mean, you guys may know, I've always struggled to feel like food is important, like an important topic, because I do care about mental health so much. And I feel like I have a lot to share about it. So I was always very hesitant to make my Instagram page, my main Instagram page, at least to limit it to food. Um, Or like I would make a food post, but I would try to kind of wrap in the topic of mental health into the caption and it just wasn't it wasn't it was confusing you know when you have too many things going on on one platform it confuses you it confuses the (laughs) the audience and you just need that clarity I think I'm sure there are other people who are better at balancing it but I it just wasn't working for me yeah I mean it's like it's it's the same reason we went to we looked up one of the contestants on the season of Love Island we're watching, <laughs> and Sarah was like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what this guy does. Is he a cake decorator, or is he right. a fitness guy? Yeah. It's like he had a bunch of different types of content, and we were like, what are you? Yeah. And it kind of clears that up. Right. And it's, it also weirdly fits into the topic no, of it, making space. It absolutely does. Yeah. Right. It's about making... so. Something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is about how it's not necessarily your job to micromanage every little piece of the puzzle if you're trying to accomplish a goal or get to a different like place in life. Because there are certain things like you can't always have 100% control over the opportunities that are presented to you. And the example I always use is eric and i meeting um it's i could never have like manufactured our relationship you know he just found me randomly on youtube and messaged me and we ended up getting along really well and now we're together hot (laughs) right so those are those those things that end up being a huge part of your life that there's no way you could have had someone else write a roadmap for you to get there and so i talk a lot about how If you're not happy with your present life circumstances and you're not really sure what to do next, the first thing to do is just to create space for it. So if we're going with the relationship example Mm -hmm. and you're not happy with your current relationship, (laughs) you can't find new and better relationship unless you make the space for it. So if you're dating someone who is not doing it for you, right, 
and you know that like I'm not saying that you should just give up on any relationship where there's like a little bit of like tension or too much compromise because compromise is, is important but like if you just know in your heart of hearts that it's not right but you're scared to leave the comfort of that relationship as I feel happens to a lot of us has happened to me for sure or to hurt their feelings right you can't have something better unless you generate that space. So that's like, that's that radical action that needs to be taken. And this is a huge example because relationships are such a big part of life, but you can apply it to pretty much every little piece of your day, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I used the, the gas station experience this morning mm-hmm. um, before we went to recording. I was like, yeah, we could talk about this. And Sarah was like, I didn't exactly mean <laughs> it was not the perfect example um, of making space. But I don't know. I just it, it made me think about maybe think about like outsourcing. Do you want to talk about that at all? Sure. About what you're learning about mm-hmm. like work. Sure. So Sarah's been listening to a lot of books about business and being successful and whatnot. And something that keeps coming up is like. And we've touched on it on the podcast a little mm-hmm. bit too. It's like finding aspects of your business that you can outsource to somebody else right. and make space for yourself to do uh, better things. Like things that you are really skilled at, things that other people aren't going to do as well as you and things that are more valuable to you to do. As in like if you have, if you are getting paid to do something, especially if you run a business, if you're a freelancer, if you have say an hourly rate, and you are doing tasks that drain your energy. You don't really want to be doing them. And you could pay someone else to do them less than other people pay you to do your craft mm. um, at an hourly rate. Then it just makes sense. It's in everyone's best interest to hire it out. So here's an example, a personal example for Sarah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes editing videos is very stressful for her. She just... it takes a while and it distracts it distracts her from doing other things right Mm -hmm. so i mean if you watch if you watch sarah's videos you know like the vlogs and stuff they're it's not like an extravagant editing process it just we kind of just cut from one thing to the next right Mm -hmm. it's very simple it's very chronological so it's like why why should sarah take let's say an hour and a half to edit a vlog when she could pay someone else to do that and she could do something that only sarah can do in that hour and a half block mm-hmm. right no or else something can. that just makes me more ha- happier you know right because the other part is that it's not just the hour and a half of editing it's like sometimes it could really drain you mm-hmm. and like you, you spend the next three hours like i just need to i need a break because <laughs> that sucked that's you very know? me you know as someone who's like deals with depression which like really does sap your energy mm. It's like sometimes I'll be very proud of myself for pushing through a very difficult task, but then I feel like I have nothing left in the tank for the rest of the day. It's a different version of like, I don't know. Oh, I just ran, I ran a 10K. So Mm -hmm. like I can eat a bunch of ice cream later. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like the same, it's the same idea. Right. Right. It's like, well, that was really tough. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to watch TV for a half an hour. Right. Well, you know, this book I have, it's called, oh God, what's the willpower instinct maybe? I'll put in the show notes if it's something different. I think Eric started reading it but didn't finish it. Which is so ironic because it's about (laughs) willpower and I like read a little bit of it and then didn't have the willpower to continue. Right. 
And this is something a lot of, again, like a lot of that self-development crowd talks about this thing called decision fatigue. But essentially, if you are making, um, basically, your the quality of your decisions decreases in, as the day goes by. The more decisions you have to make, the more effort you have to put into, you know, what you're doing. And same goes for willpower, like making healthy decisions, using your time efficiently. You just, you can't be 100% on fire all day right can't keep it a hundred yeah so that's that's where making space is really important is that the more you can remove tasks and and i want i don't want to keep it just centered on tasks and like outsourcing because i know not everyone listening runs a business Mm. but like you want to take it to let's take this to the like talking about the gym i was yeah that's what Mm -hmm. i was thinking so we've had a rough go of it with the gym mm-hmm. I, I maybe maybe always yeah I, I don't know we we started going to a gym chain like around christmas last year mm-hmm. and we went because it's they keep it pretty cheap i don't know why i feel like i'm scared to say the name it's choose fitness they're a large chain on the right. west on the west coast um so we went because it's like relatively cheap mm-hmm. um and now we moved out to California, and the gyms are open here. Got to wear a mask, etc. But they're busy all the time because they're our all... chain, at least. And I'm sure we can yeah. find one that's less busy. But I think there are just there's just so many, so much more, so many more people here. Yeah, than, where than we in used our to little live. suburb. And it's interesting too, if because I know a lot of people are still very much self isolating, and we try to do that too. But I can't imagine how busy it is normally when people aren't. Mm-hmm. trying to avoid the gyms you know yeah so especially since we've been here it's just it hasn't been fun to do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and and like you said like taking out taking out the the aspect of like the, the literal time it takes mm. right because we go and like i wanted to squat the other day and i stood there for 15 minutes waiting for someone to finish so mm-hmm. i could start right so like we were there for an hour instead of 45 minutes which is that's a big deal for us sometimes. So taking out I think that we're aspect, longer than an hour, but yeah, yeah. Taking out that aspect, it's like we just haven't been enjoying it, and we've been enjoying going to the park and going for little jogs every other day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we wasting our right? Like last night, we put on reality TV and we did pull ups and push ups and body squats just yeah. in our room, and mm-hmm. we didn't have to commute anywhere. Right. We didn't have to be scared of coronavirus and like wiping everything down and is everyone wearing their mask? Mm-hmm. We just like did our own thing and we felt good and that was it. Yeah. So I think right now and we kind of posted about it on Instagram to see if anyone because I know a lot of people who follow me live in San Diego, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So everyone's always coming through with the awesome like recommendations as far as restaurants and um, even grocery stores people have recommended that have been pretty sweet. So we, I, I kind of put out my feelers to see if there's any other gyms that people are like, oh, I love going here. It's not too busy, um, not too expensive or anything. So I still need to follow up with those responses. But right now we're kind of leaning towards making a little investment in working out at home, Um, like buying a couple of pieces of equipment, just like really minimalistic stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're looking at getting like a short barbell with like some weight plates that go on it Mm -hmm. and just like doing whatever we want because we just want to do something to like move our bodies in a different way than running Mm -hmm. you know 
it there's like so many layers to this and I, I, to bring it back to our main topic i just want to say making space for what what is going to advance your career or your lifestyle or, or whatever you're trying to like kind of make better about your life it's not going to look the same all the time because there was a time like maybe a couple of years back where even like last year i went through a period where going to the gym was like my favorite thing to do it was like nice because i work at home and i would like take the middle of the day back when before eric was working from home as well so i didn't have to like coordinate with anyone else about my schedule but i would just like leave in the middle of the day after i had gotten some work done i'd go work out for like an hour hour and a half even no one would be there i'm sure yeah because it was the middle of the day and it was awesome and it was very empowering for me and then go back even more a couple years when i was first getting into bodybuilding and powerlifting and stuff and i got my first gym membership and i was there every single day and it was awesome and i i think that it's easy to look back on something that served you really well in the past whether it was a hobby or a career or a relationship or a different set of habits and just feel really attached to the person you used to be then mm -hmm. But it's important to give yourself space to become someone new. And that doesn't mean that one day I won't get this itch to like go lift heavy weights every single day for like two hours a day. That might happen one day. But but see, like you can't know that until you basically create the space for like your mind to tell you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have that space and the options and the openness to change because what's been happening is I've been so attached to that person that I was that I've been just trying to cling on to this hobby for so long and I've tried to keep my body looking a certain way and I've tried to like continue making content to do with fitness and then like a while back I had paid for like a self-coaching program so that I could get certified to be a personal trainer and I never finished it and I've been like oh well I, I like fitness I've gone through periods of really loving it like I should finish this program and it's like no it's like it's clearly not where I am right now not a priority and it's also it's also hard because you end up like feeling at least I do personally mm -hmm. you feel guilty about letting go of like yeah. your former aspirations mm -hmm. right because maybe just keeping it keeping the gym thing going mm -hmm. like maybe a year ago two years ago you wanted your body to look a certain way mm -hmm. and then you started approaching that and you were like maybe i maybe i don't and it's like it's hard yeah. to come to terms with maybe this isn't the person i i want right. to be right so for me and i like we say all the time i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but since sarah and i have been working on her songs I've I for the first time in my life have take I've stepped out of the role of like front man main songwriter in the project I'm working on and now I take Sarah's songs and like if she oh what chord should go here I will help her with that and like I'll I'll be the assistant kind of you know and I'm like I don't know I'm just I'm assisting you with your music instead of being in control of all of it mm -hmm. and it and it, it it was hard at first to be like huh this is usually i'm in control 
Yeah. So it's been hard for me to like take a step back. But then once I finally did, I'm like, wait, I'm thriving in this role. Mm-hmm. Like we're a good team when we work like this. Like this right. is perfect. So it I, sometimes it's hard to let go of that person, like you said. Yeah. But a lot of the times it's for the better. Mm-hmm. I think the theme is just the, the more the older I get, the more I have to realize like versions of you. You just are going to be so many people over the course of your lifetime. And you're going to do things that you're really proud of and you're going to do things that you're not proud of and that you regret. And you have to be able to let all of it go and to be able to put it into perspective. Like that's something that served me at that time and it isn't right now. And maybe it will again soon or yeah. maybe not. Um, but it's just something I've noticed a lot with my business, with my fitness. Those are like the main areas where it's it's come up for me mm. because I don't know. Sometimes you feel yourself just like hitting your head against a wall and you're like, why is it like this? Like, why can't I just have it be the way it used to be when I was doing like similar things? And it's because you're not the same person. Yeah, because we are changing constantly (laughs) and we'll continue to change when we make space for things and allow ourselves. Just think about how, how much time we spend worrying about stuff. Right. And like for us right now, it's going to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, it's like a constant issue kind of in a weird way. So we're like, well, what if we just spent $150 one time, Mm -hmm. not a reoccurring gym membership, (laughs) just on some weights and we just like did it at home whenever we wanted to. Like would, would, would the lack of options like, okay, well, if we only have these these weights, we can only do these exercises with them. Mm-hmm. Does Is that outweighed by, like, not having to worry, having to worry about people being the gym and yeah. having to commute? Like, does it outweigh that? Mm-hmm. And we're kind of realizing, like, okay, for us in this specific instance, it does. Mm-hmm. And then that'll it'll just free up so much brain power yeah. and stress. And like, great, we don't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now we can spend that time writing a blog post. Yeah. Who knows? Or just, th- even if it's not the actual time spent stressing about it, mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's the energetic tax exactly. of, of having to worry about something that... You just have to ask yourself whether certain things are worth it, worth the trouble, right? I mean, sometimes even these little things, they, they make Sarah and I have some bigger existential (laughs) right existential conversation borderline argument about it Mm -hmm. because we're like what are we what are we trying to do here yeah and then we realize an hour's gone by and we're like can we just lay in bed for a little because (laughs) that was fucking exhausting right right and we let ourselves because we were like you know we deserve that because now we're we're tired yeah i do want to say i think it's important to just um discriminate between So, okay, so like if we take the workout example, Mm -hmm. there's a difference between saying, no, this isn't serving me. I've tried it. I've tried it in multiple different configurations of this this thing. It's not working for me. I'm going to find something else. There's a difference between that and like not and being like dishonest with yourself and kind of giving up on something because you haven't Mm -hmm. really tried to make it work. Does that make, do you know what I mean by that? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been going to the gym for, I don't know. Years and years and years. Right. But really ever since they opened back up with the coronavirus happening and mm-hmm. being like, hey, well, is everyone wearing their mask? The gym's like, is everyone wearing their mask? We have to wipe everything down, being mm-hmm. around people. That whole thing 
I feel like this has been one right. it's been one event for mm-hmm. us. Like we've felt a little strange about it the entire time. Mm-hmm. And now it's finally coming to right. So we gave it like a fair shot. Yeah. Right. And we tried a bunch of different ways of approaching it. Like we've gone at all different times of day. We've kind of altered our schedule a little bit. We've like cut back on the amount of days we go to the gym. Because like for me, there was a long period of time where I'd go every day or like five times a week, especially Mm -hmm. when you weren't, you were working out of the house. And so I feel like I'm at, I'm at that point with it where I'm like, yeah, I'm being honest with myself and I know that this is the right thing to do for now, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like straight up giving up on working out and being like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stop working out for the time (laughs) being, which again, like everyone's different. That might be the right decision for certain people, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really about self-awareness and kind of like in your mind, seeing the outcome through and seeing like what is serving you. One more little negativity box thing about the gym specifically is that it used to be a place where specifically Sarah could like put on an audiobook mm-hmm. and like, well, even if I'm not having a particularly exhilarating workout, at least I'm learning something and enjoying right. my time with this book. Mm-hmm. The new gym here is so loud. <laughs> we both <laughs> just like pause our podcast, audiobooks, music because we can't hear anything. They play, so I think it's Choose, like the entire chain of Choose gyms. They have some crazy, like, remixes. They only play remixes, I believe, mm-hmm. and, like, mashups. So, like, one day it'll be, like, the 2000s, like, punk scene. Uh-huh. And it's, like, there's, like, Good Charlotte mixed with, like, Panic at the Disco. And it's all, like, remixed, so it's electro pop. Like EDM, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, whoa. I'm, like, it's not bad, but it's, like... One of the, again, like Eric said, like one of my favorite pieces about working out is like, it's my me time. It's like Eric and I don't go and work out together and like talk the whole time because like we live together and we work yeah. together. And, and so we it's sleep like together and breathe together and shower <laughs> and together and watch Love Island together. Um, so it's like exercise is the time when we're like, we go together, but we're like on separate sides of the gym. Eric is on the other side of the park, you know? My favorite is when we go for our runs and sarah will start walking before (laughs) me and i'm still like fiddling with my phone trying to find what i want to listen to or like stretching a little bit Mm -hmm. and then i start and then i catch up to her and run past her and i give her a little smack on her butt and (laughs) she just kind of ignores it and i'm and i'm off running but i always wonder if there are people around like what the fuck did that guy just (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm like we're together. Well, it's funny. When you had blue hair and I had pink hair. It made I'd be a lot like, more sense. Yeah, I'd be like, everyone knows we go to get, we're the weirdos. We go together. But now, <laughs> now Eric just has regular human colored hair. I mean, it's like a a very blonde. It's silvery. Human. Yeah. But we don't necessarily, I wouldn't say like, oh, th- they go together. Interesting. It's <laughs> impossible to imagine either of us with anybody mm-hmm. else at this point. Yeah. So, um, okay. I wanted to bring up the fact that the latte you made me. Mm-hmm. is amazing mm-hmm. and i feel like there's a way to fit it into this conversation oh, no, there definitely is okay. i know there is so ever since so th- this fitness me and like falling out of love with being this like gym rat it's been it's been <laughs> happening over the course of the past few years it was a, a really important part of my platform a while back and i think i don't regret that at all because the story of me getting into fitness, it wasn't just about fitness. It was about me overcoming like social anxiety, being able to sign up for my first gym membership, like doing something that I had told myself I could never do because I w- had always identified as this person who was not 
fit. Like I, I hated PE and I thought I always would. So like I learned a lot from that and I, I, but I've just wanted for the longest time and not been honest with myself about it, but I just want to do like kind of the minimum to be healthy. I don't want it to be a huge part of my identity. I don't want it to be, you know, taking up hours of every day. Mm-hmm. And that's aligned for some people, right? Like, I feel like, I don't know, even just you between you and I, like, even if you don't identify as an athlete, like, I feel like a vigorous exercise is important for your personality. Do you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. have so much energy. Yeah. And if you don't discharge it every day, then I feel like it's not good for you. But I agree. F- yeah, but like, ev- like, if you just know me, like, I'm not that, like... You're a lazy Taurus. Yeah, <laughs> I really am. It's, like, kind of woo-woo, but I do identify with that. Like, I like to move slowly. Uh, I like to, like, I really enjoy going on long walks, right? So it's, like, I want to establish the kind of fitness that mm, is, like, making me a healthy person and, like, helping me... Like the endorphins are good for you, especially if you have like anxious or depressive thoughts, I think. So I know that that's important for me, but like I've just been trying to kind of remove it from my like public image because it's not a huge part of my identity. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, if you don't want it to be, it doesn't have to be. Right. And we're just trying to, like you said, do the bare minimum to like, to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. We're trying to make it like (laughs) as unobstructive as possible to our day yeah like every day we work out but like you know we just we wake up we go do a little something and we're back and boom starting our day boom baby (laughs) but it's been like we've talked about it's been hard and everything's been taking so long every day to do Mm -hmm. um that was insane i don't know if you guys heard that if the microphone picked it up but my shoulders pop really loudly (laughs) she just like lifted her arms over her head and And like some sort of creature popped both her shoulders okay and let me just clarify going back a little bit mm-hmm. when i called you a lazy taurus when i say sarah's <laughs> lazy i'm i'm not like shaming her or making fun of her or saying it as a bad thing like she's extremely hardworking in so many ways when i say she's lazy it's like you said you move slowly yeah. you're like you're not like go 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 yeah i mean it's you still all- work you're not lazy in that sense it's- obviously you have you're very successful well yeah it's an enduring part of my personality that like i just i'm better when i have time and space to do things you're slothful well like (laughs) i think about i think about the opposite is my aunt who i'm very close with my mom's sister whose room we're living she has to constantly be doing something i'm the opposite you know i go to like two grocery stores in one day and i'm like oh i'm done Time to nap for three hours. Now I have to, I don't mean like done, done, but I mean like now I'm going to do work that involves me like being on the computer, writing, like researching, you know. Where was I going with this? Oh, you were asking me to to mix, the, uh, to fit the coffee piece in. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it's real like, quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. that's why your aunt's a flight attendant? Yeah. Because flight attendants literally are going, 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 and they're flying around all day yeah. constantly. She's been absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And... Yeah, she she just needs to be engaged at all times. And that's Makes awesome. A lot of sense. Um, so I was saying, like, ever since I've been like, okay, well, fitness is not part of my brand anymore, at least for the time being. But um, you know it is, and what has always been very me is Artisan coffee. Like everything to do with food. Do you know what I mean? Like I am 
the food person, if I like back when I just had a nine to five job, even back when I was working at a restaurant or Starbucks, like I'd come home and spend my free time reading about food, watching food shows, making food, testing recipes. I'd go to Barnes and Noble. I'd just sit in front of the cookbook section and just read cookbooks all day. Do you know what I mean? And that part wasn't coming through for me. Like the joy of like food was like really dulled for me for a long time because I was trying to fit so much into my channel and my Instagram. It was just, I don't know. The entire thing was very polluted because I would do what I eat in a day videos, but I would try to do it from like a healthy standpoint. And again, like we were talking about in the previous episode, like we try to eat healthy, but it's like, that's not what I want to be talking to people about. Like, I don't want to show you how to make a smoothie or like, <laughs> like I just wanted, I wanted an artistic outlet. And that's why I started my YouTube channel. And that's why I think I had so much success when I was doing it as a hobby. And then as soon as I started trying to make it very structured and kind of cater to what I thought other people would want to see, it, it, it lost a lot of its joy for me. And I think that I haven't, I've stagnated somewhat in terms of like viewership. Mm. And now I'm like, I am the food. <laughs> I keep I'm the candy man. I am the food person. Like I am the food nerd. Like I've been cooking so much over these past couple of weeks since we moved here and we have this big old kitchen now. And it's like, it feels good, but it also feels really hard. And that's why I feel like all of the, issues with like our fitness routine have been kind of coming to a head because i'm like i just want to go home mm -hmm. we're like at the gym and i'm like i can't wait to go home and just cook something yeah. you know yeah and it i mean if anything that feels like it's pulling you away from like what you want to be doing mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't be doing in that moment <laughs> right it's like we're working on a song and i'm like i really want to keep playing with it but like we have to go to the, no no just don't go to the gym just maybe just don't go to the gym that day or go later or yeah or find a different time to go mm -hmm. but i mean i don't know you said cooking's it's felt really good mm -hmm. it's tasted really good too <laughs> also the idea of someone needing you to tell them how to make a smoothie is very funny to me yeah because i'm just like just throw a bunch of fruit and just like yeah. throw some stuff in there. It'll probably be fine. Well, it's interesting because like, I just feel like I have cooking in my blood. Like I've been doing it for so long. And once, if you're seeing the world through a specific filter or you're really skilled at something, it's very hard to kind of backtrack and remember what it likes. It's like to not know anything about it. Yeah. So I know there are people who always follow a recipe mm. or who like are going to look up a recipe for a smoothie and don't yeah. have that like confidence. Mm. And I'm like, I love that there is content out there for them. I just don't yeah. need to be producing it. Someone okay. else needs to, I feel like, <laughs> so we'll get into what we were talking about right before this episode. I was trying to remember if I feel like in the past there was either a person or like a, Oh, right. a celebrity that we would always mention like jokingly in every single episode. But I was going to say like sweet, simple vegan has been that for this run of the, like we <laughs> reference them so much. And I'm like, I love that they make like content that is so informative mm. and like thorough, like so thoroughly tested. And I'm like, that's that's for those people who want the yeah. guidance and the structure. And I'm like, I just suck at that because I end up just like, 
I don't know. I'm really, really bad at testing recipes. It makes me a bad person because if something doesn't come out perfectly the first time, I get angry Mm -hmm. and my entire day is ruined. And I just don't have the tenacity and the discipline or the number of friends that it takes to feed, like to give away, like rest different failed, not failed. You wouldn't give away a failed recipe attempt. Right. But you know, like if you're going to, I tried to test brownies. Over the summer, I made like 10 batches of brownies and I was just freezing them and freezing them and freezing them. I was so chubby. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't have enough friends to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also like, we were still in that like, are we allowed to see? Like, can people come over like outside? Yeah. It's very, it was just very weird. And we're like, we, we don't see our friends anymore. Yeah. Because we're not allowed. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Um, after the last time we mentioned Chris and Jasmine in an episode, <laughs> I got a text from Chris a few days later, and he was like, "Hey, just listen to your new podcast episode. You were talking shit about us. Were you?" Actually, and I was like, you? "I was like, what? I was like, no. What did we say?" <laughs> and he was like, "No, nah, you weren't talking shit, but you were just talking about us." And it's this, it's this topic that keeps coming up. Like they do one thing really well and i've tried to do it really well and i suck at it and i'm like then i compare myself to their level of success instead of what's possible for me Mm. and it's like it's just the most self-defeating thing you can do is compare yourself your talents to someone else's because it's like i just i just i've just always been that i don't know i just want to make stuff i just want to i'm just always like drawing stuff as a kid and writing stories and like i don't want to go back and revise (laughs) anything you know what i mean yeah like i just want to let things come out of me (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and the way you let things come out of you is sarah works very the way sarah would prefer to work creatively is counterintuitive to the cooking vlog life style Mm -hmm. of like developing recipes and whatnot because she'll write a song and it'll she'll write like a line every week when it (laughs) pops into her head right you can't do that when you're developing a recipe you have to do it and do it and do it and do it until it's right right so it just it it's not it's not right right and so but like and then here's another thing that we talked about when we were were just moving out of colorado slortly is what i said i was gonna say slightly and shortly together oh slortly before we moved we did that episode about like lessons we had learned and i talked about how i always like go all in on specific hobbies and i buy a bunch of stuff that i end up either giving away or just not needing because I'm like, and the the hobbies I'm adopting and investing heavily in are always based on like what I think I should be doing, mm. right? So it's like when I was trying to be that like, oh, I'm a recipe developer. I'm going to do all of the, like, I'm going to make this library of useful recipes for the everyday person. And I'm like, okay, well, that means I need to photograph them. So then every weekend I'm at fucking Goodwill buying more like, serving wear you know and utensils and stuff to photograph it on on. and then i'm like well i really hate photographing these recipes because it took so much energy to develop this stupid fucking cookie recipe that i literally want to throw it away uh or burn it (laughs) um and i don't want to photograph it anymore but it's like what if i just let myself you know like kind of the way I, i i just like to like do i don't know if what if you just let yourself make a recipe that you're really fucking excited about yeah like 
you want to make well and i want to be there with you <laughs> we want to make the um oh shit what is their blog called uh the cheese oh full of plants full of plants the camembert this guy i think his mm-hmm. name is thomas i think mm-hmm. he this guy i think his name is thomas i think he <laughs> yeah he he makes all these like artisan vegan cheeses and he uses like the bacteria and it's in, it's insane and sarah's like i i want to just test i want to test that recipe and film it Right. But when you're like in like food blogger mode, you're like, well, I can't just post someone else's recipe. Yeah. I I have to like go tinker with it and make my own. And I'm like, well, what if I just didn't post and, a recipe? And you used to you used to do that. Yeah. The you're... video that made my blog, my YouTube channel popular was me testing a weird recipe. For tomato locks. Tomato and carrot vegan smoked salmon. Right. It was like a short video. It was just me filming something that I would have tried anyway. And people loved it. And I'm like, great. Like, why can't I just let myself do that? Yeah. And you're you're letting yourself be yourself mm-hmm. and be a personality more than like a recipe developer. Yeah. You Not know? that it's like mutually exclusive, but like... Well, Jasmine and Chris are both. Yeah. And it's like... And I hate them for it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's it's just like I I'm either like just completely experimenting in the kitchen, like not following a recipe, never making the same thing the same way twice, or I'm following someone else's recipe that has a thousand ingredients because I'm super fucking curious. Mm-hmm. So this week I really want to make the avant-garde vegan bacon recipe. Oh, Have right. you seen the video for that? No, but you posted about it and told me. Listen, I actually, I don't even think you told me about it. I think you just posted the about it. The other day, I could not sleep. I was up at like 4 a.m. and I was like looking at weird recipes for vegan cheese. with you. For, so for this camembert recipe, you have to buy this bacteria. Mm-hmm. But like the bacteria that they typically use for this cheese, like the dairy version is grown on dairy. So we have to like source a non-dairy version of it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So. It's very exciting. Yeah. So I'm looking at this avant-garde vegan recipe. I don't even know how he developed it because there's a lot of shit in it. And I'm like, wow, I want this because we keep buying vegan bacons and it's honestly nasty. Barf worthy. <laughs> yeah, we, so we bought this vegan bacon by this, uh, it's called Belief. And it's the kind they use at this restaurant we really like. We can't it's get it. plant power. It, we can't get it to cook the same way. It's just not right. It's just, it's... It's literally like you took a time machine back to 1995 Hmm. where like there were kind of vegan products and they were all just made out of soy and (laughs) none of them were good. Yeah. Like in Rent, they make references to like in the in the in the musical, they make references to them ordering like soy hot dogs and soy meatballs. And the other characters are like, ugh, Mm -hmm. like that's what I think it's like. It's like a time machine. I'm like, wait, there's better stuff out there. Right. No offense to belief. Mm-hmm. It's not my vibe. Yeah. I'd rather eat beans than <laughs> vegan bacon. Yeah. I mean, I, some people really like it. And maybe there's a way that we can figure out how to make it that it's really good. I'm like suspecting that we need to deep fry it to accomplish that though, unfortunately. What? But I'm like, I'd rather make my own. I remember in college making seitan like every week and just like trying different spices. Like I'd make hot dog seitan or pepperoni seitan and i'd feed it to all the people who lived in my dorm with me and they loved it because we were a vegetarian dorm but not everyone there was vegetarian so they're like oh this is like an approximation of meat um 
And I just loved it. And I just make bread every fucking day. I'd make like six loaves of bread every half week to share with the other people living in the house. And every week it would be a new kind of bread. Like I'd make challah and then I'd make mm-hmm. pumpernickel. And like all of that has, I just, I've always had this dream of like being this like homesteading wife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like having a greenhouse and like making my own vegan cheese and like something you would sell at like, um, like a, what's the word I'm thinking of? A farmer's like a farmer's market. market, like a little booth. And I'm like, Sarah's vegan, uh, aged cheeses handmade seitan and stuff like that and written in your cute little handwriting yeah (laughs) that sounds i want you to be that wife too yeah and just like i just want to be experimenting all the time and making the stuff that the average cook is not going to make well here's the thing and i thought about this earlier when you were talking about it but (laughs) if you're a creative person and you're in the public eye if you give in to what the public wants you to make it's you're never gonna make good stuff anymore right (laughs) right it's like like i'll use the example of green day right for the last 20 years people oh green day sucks like when american idiot came out in 2004 yeah green day sucks now like old green day is the best only old green day is good it's like we yeah if they kept trying to make that because you wanted it to they'd probably make actually bad music Hmm. just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad yeah Right. And it's like you'll never grow or be the person you want to be if you just do what the comments on fucking YouTube want you to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So people are like, oh, I miss when Sarah developed her own recipes. (laughs) Great. Watch someone else's fucking channel (laughs) because you're going to do what makes you happy. And if you want to test other people's recipes, the majority of people are going to like it more because you're happy doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which brings us back to the whole coffee thing. I've just gone mm. down this like freaking, I don't know, wormhole into coffee obsession land. Rabbit hole. So over the past, I've always loved coffee. It was like a thing my dad and I had in common. We bonded over. I would always send him like beans from my favorite coffee shop in the Bay Area. I didn't um, know that. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. So Never I've sent just, me beans. <laughs> I have always just loved coffee and... Lately, I've just been getting into it again because, like, I don't know. There's so many different sparked it. I don't either. I think it's just like the theme of this episode is like I got rid of other things. I'm like, I'm not going to make a protein shake every day anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to look like I looked in 2017. Instead, I'm going to spend that same amount of time making a latte, like a fancy latte. I'm going to make my espresso. I'm going to froth my milk. I'm going to add like a fancy syrup. And I'm going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? And you're going to make a million lattes Mm -hmm. every day until you perfect your milk. Right. I have been lusting after an espresso machine for years and years and years. They're very expensive. There are some affordable options, but they just, from what reviews I've read, and I've read a lot, uh, they just don't perform as well. So there was actually a latte that was on sale, like, uh, sorry, an espresso machine that was on sale on Prime Day that I was considering buying. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to wait until I can afford the one that I want, which is around like $600, I think. Mm. It's the Breville Barista Express. That is um, a sexy, sexy machine. <laughs> right. The entire line of Breville Espresso machines is pretty sweet. Um, but instead, in the meantime, I've I've like invested in a, a bunch of different types of coffee brewing methods. I have an AeroPress. I just acquired a mocha pot, which has been my favorite so far. It makes something kind of between 
drip coffee and espresso in terms of strength. And so every day I've been learning. There's like a little bit of a learning curve, but I've been making us little mocha pot lattes, frothing up my milk. I've been trying. I got like a frothing pitcher so I could try to actually pour latte art. Um, It's hard to get the right texture of milk without a steam wand that comes on the espresso machine. But I have no idea how any of this works because Mm -hmm. I've... I've never really yeah. been, like, I've never made coffee, really. Really? Like, my parents have always had a Keurig, mm-hmm. which isn't coffee, right? <laughs> it is, but... I know. You just put the thing in, and you press a button, and you have coffee. Yeah. And then, like, in college, I didn't... Drink, drink it? Drink coffee at home. No. Never. No? Okay. I'd well. go get, like, pumpkin spice lattes in the fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It, I just love it so much. I look forward to it every day. If there was a day when I wasn't looking forward to it, I would just make drip coffee or not have mm-hmm. coffee at all. But it's like I like the process of making it so much. I do love going out and like buying coffee from a good um, cafe, like a local cafe. But even before I go to the cafe, I do rigorous research. I look at all of the images on like Yelp or Google reviews if to make sure. If they don't do good latte art, Sarah will not go there. Yeah, it's not so much about the latte art as it is like I look at the foam to make sure it's correct. But anyway, that's really funny. I've just been obsessed and I love things like coffee. I want to learn so much about bread, but like I feel like we've been trying to be that healthy couple for so long. I'm like, I can't eat bread every single day. And I'm like, well, I just feel like energy is such a big part of like how food affects your body. This is another like woo woo sort of thing, but it's like. If you are eating something that you think isn't that healthy and the entire time you're eating it, you're beating yourself up about it, I mean, it can't, it's not good for you, right? I want to, I want to ban the phrase woo-woo from our podcast. (laughs) I just, it's like, this is how we think. Right. And it's, it's not weird. It's just different from the norm. I just want to like protect ourselves from it. Sure. I want to be, I want to be it. Sure. I mean, I don't yeah. say woo-woo in like a negative way, but it's kind yeah. of like my my little dis- disclaimer for people who are more, you know, f- not Fact fact-based, based. but like, you know, the skeptics out there, Yeah, oh, which I, I totally I respect. Yeah. yeah. But like... You're I'm, wrong, but I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather like put a lot of love and energy and research into like a nice loaf of bread and enjoy it, even though it's made out of white flour or it's like a sourdough loaf. Than like buy fucking Ezekiel bread, which I hate, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm healthy. Like I'd rather enjoy my food and eat like the appropriate amount of it, yeah. which I'm is easier to do when you just enjoy the food that you're making. It's all it's all about energy. Like, it's all about doing the things that make you have more positive energy for the other things in your life, <laughs> right? And yeah. if if making coffee every morning, making a latte and it takes 20 minutes instead of brewing a cup of Keurig that takes five minutes, mm-hmm. if those extra 25 minutes are going to like boost your day, yeah, then it's worth the 25 minutes of time. Yeah. Right. I love it. It's the first thing I think about every day. I like wake up, I drink some water, I go downstairs, we're I come s- back up with our lattes. We're snuggling at night and I'm like, I can't wait for coffee in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. But, like, to have time to do that, you have to get rid of other things that suck for you, you know? You got to mm-hmm. be honest. You got to take inventory of everything you do in a day on a regular basis yeah. and, like, be brutally honest with yourself as to whether it's actually enhancing your life or not. And it's like some things maybe 
are not necessarily super fun when you're doing them. Like sometimes I don't want to be exercising, but I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I did that. It's over, it's helping me um, maintain like good health. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do that every single day. And it's I know it's enriching my life. But like you don't have to do it in a certain way. You can always find a way to do something that feels manageable and good, you know? Even if that's staying in your room and running in place or something for half an hour. <laughs> Imagine. I'm sure that, jump that would have some effect, I'm sure. I kind of want to get a jump rope. I don't know. Eric and I will sometimes go outside and just throw a ball around and it's really fun. Ooh, do you want to do that? I, I do. I would it's love nice out. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought Sarah a little, a little baseball mitt. Mm-hmm and think in the spring yeah. so here here's what i did i took advantage of the system and i bought her two mm-hmm. i bought her a child's one and an adult a small adult one and we're like whichever, whichever one fits worse i'll send back to, mm-hmm. to amazon and i think we kept the child-sized one i think we did too which is very funny because she's very small <laughs> but do things that enrich your life things that don't get them out of there yeah and I think it's, find a good alternative, right? And if you're like feeling particularly, what's the word I want to use? Aimless. I feel like sometimes there have been times in my life where I've been like, I don't know what I want to do because I don't like anything, or like sometimes I'm like, oh, I like too many. I have too many interests, or like I can't think of anything that I want to do every day and get paid for because I just don't feel enthusiastic. Like you just go through these different periods of time, but if you just start out by cutting out the things that definitely drain you like absolutely suck then like what you might not need to go on some grand search for the real you like that might just come back which has happened for me like i just stopped making food i didn't want to make like i stopped trying to be this like picture of health and i feel better and like i just Mm -hmm. naturally started like researching more about food again and like reading food blogs and watching food shows and like spending more time like the other day I was just watching um, this channel. I, I don't know what the channel is called, but she just documents the bento boxes she makes every week for her husband. Every day she wakes up and makes a little adorable bento box for her husband to take to work. And I was just mesmerized by this. There's like no speaking in the video. It's just um, it's kind of like ASMR. It's not intended to be ASMR. Was there even music? No, there's no music. It's just cooking noises. And she has subtitles and they're very simple subtitles. And I'm like, this is so relaxing. And I like, I love it. I want to like get a little bento set and like make cute. Do you know what I mean? It's like those things that you usually like typically I'd be like, it doesn't make sense to spend all that time like plating something or making something look cute or like punching little eyes out of uh, (laughs) slices of cheese and tacking them onto a hot dog that you cut into a tiny little octopus shape. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Is that what happened? Mm -hmm. Wow, I love it. Um, But I'm like, I mean, what if it is a good use of time? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if that's like the part of me that has always been drawn to art and expression and like making pretty food is part of that? Like, what what if I just stop doing the things I don't want to do and now I have time for something that I used to tell myself was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. think about those. Think about that. Yeah. Like, how would that actually affect me? I mean, I know I'm a very spe- specific kind of person, and specific. The word "specific" always gives me a hard time. I feel like I feel like I speak. It? Yeah, I feel like I always try to speak that word too quickly, and it comes out wrong every time. 
I know I am a specific kind of person. That would be a manifesting generator, which is another spiritual kind of... I mean, it's kind of spiritual, yeah. I don't even know what to... It's kind of like astrology in mm. that it's like based on your birth time, but... But this tells me that I'm a certain kind of person. So I know this rings true for me. I can't speak for anyone else. But I know if I'm feeling like, what do I want to do? Like, like, what do I like? If I just sit down and play video games for an entire day, by the end of it, I'll feel so upset. (laughs) that I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do anything. Right. I have to do something. Then I'll have no choice but... My brain will be like, well, this is what you want to do right now. And then I'll write a song or something. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Right. Don't do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else should we talk about before we wrap up? Do you want to do a little positivity box? Perhaps. Sure. Sorry if you I just go first, though, because you go first. <laughs> um, positivity box. Ooh, ooh. I feel like there are a bunch of things I could say, but... But what's, what's well? That's a good best? place to be, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to say that we just wrapped up recording um, an, our latest cover song. We have to make a video for it still, but we're very excited about it, and it sounds really good. And the style that we did this cover in has kind of propelled us into thinking about what we want our original music style to be in, mm-hmm. and. It's just, it's exciting. It well, feels nice. Even this ties into our topic because mm-hmm. ever since we have started making music together, we have been kind of trying to understand what our sound is. And it's very easy, again, to like compare yourself to other popular musicians who have a specific sound and, and everyone loves it. And you're like, well, we could do that. Yeah. Like we could figure out the right sounds and like the right beats and everything. And be popular. Yeah, um, and so we kind of created a couple of songs in that style, and then we we tried to do, and we might still finish it, we'll see, mm. but we tried to do a cover of a pop song that's like doing really well on the charts right now, and I don't know, we kind of ended up tabling it for like, it's been over a week at this point, two weeks maybe mm-hmm. even, and in that time, we started working on something else that interested us more, which is this cover that Eric just mentioned. And it's like a totally different genre. It's like, what, what even is the genre? Um, like folksy, rock, indie, pop, me, question mark. <laughs> soft, indie, emo, rock. <laughs> sure. And it's like very centered on the lyrical content and... And while we were doing it, it felt so good and came together so quickly and so seamlessly. It felt like it could be one of our songs. Mm -hmm. And we're like, wait, just in like taking, just in admitting that that other cover was not really working for us at the moment Mm -hmm. and taking space away from it, we allowed something else to come through that has now informed our our vision for what we want our music to sound like. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier, which is... When you start trying to make stuff that you think people want to hear or see, mm-hmm. it's difficult yeah. and not good. Yeah. And if you're working with your romantic partner, <laughs> might cause friction. Yeah. Right? So we're trying to like, well, what's on the radio now? Like, let's let's take Sarah's songs and make them sound like what's popular now. Yeah. And like, we made stuff that's good, but like, 
it's not either of our strengths that style of music mm-hmm. so we're like hold on let's make another version of of this song yeah and make it in like let's use real guitars and yeah. bass and drum sounds and like let's try that and we're like oh this is this is us this yeah. feels like us you know i grew up playing rock music sarah grew up writing on an acoustic guitar yeah and listening to a lot of female singer songwriters like i very much have always identified as like that singer songwriter like coffee house vibe sarah mclaughlin yeah nora jones mm-hmm. so it's like w- wait are we just doing this because like billy eilish and halsey are popular right now yeah. and like electro pop is mm-hmm. hot right now and then we're doing now we're doing this cover of a phoebe bridger song yeah and we're like oh my god she's popular too and she just makes like sad alternative music right and we're like that's our audience you know what i mean like we're gonna serve ourselves so much more by putting out a cover of this song that we absolutely love in a style that feels authentic to us Mm -hmm. and attracting those fans than trying to kind of like to everyone right and be like okay we have to sound like the weekend or the halsey or Mm -hmm. taylor swift even i like that you said the halsey the the halsey (laughs) the halsey (laughs) you're like an old person yeah the halsey right so it's like again this is an example of us making space and then what came through wasn't a genre that we invented or had to fish around for it was just already there the most basic us obvious choice yeah yeah i think that a lot can be learned from that if anything ever feels like you're pushing too hard and not making any you don't have any traction like there's a good chance that there's something that's lower resistance like a that will be better for you and bring Mm -hmm. in better results yep is that your positivity box too no my positivity box is that this evening we're going to be making gyros (laughs) gyros <laughs> uh, we're, i'm making i'm gonna order some impossible meat and uh make a big loaf of gyro meat which i've never done mm. i think i made some seitan gyros once right does anyone else listening say gyro because <sighs> eric i us fucking new yorkers we are just like mm-hmm. we're a wealth of mispronunciation yeah I mean, we're I a think wealth people... of mispronunciation see what i did there well a lot of people say like bruschetta bruschetta yeah see but that's like borderline offensive what my faux italian yeah but you could just say bruschetta bruschetta yeah yeah well a lot of things are mispronounced because we're in america right yeah not everyone knows how to pronounce everything that's fine but yeah we always said gyro but it's gyro Mm -hmm. um i'm excited for that too i mean i don't am i gonna am i gonna help even i can if you want to yeah so i can help ingest yeah but i'm making so if you guys aren't familiar with gyros it's like um a sandwich i guess but it's mm-hmm. usually like a, a, a shaved meat it's a blend of beef and lamb beef and lamb uh, you can do chicken gyros too but it's typically oh, those beef, are even better beef and lamb and you put a bunch of spices in there lots of fresh onion and garlic and i think typically you rotisserie it but um a lot of recipes for at home will just recommend that you cook it in a loaf pan and then you press it down while it's cooling with a brick so it's like super dense and then you cut it like deli slices. So I, I'm assuming that Impossible Meat will perform similarly, I hope at least. I think so. But I think it's so interesting because like look at my Pinterest board. I'm quite often adding to my Pinterest board things that I want to try out. Mm. And I've had like this vegan gyros recipe on there for years and it's like I just never, I never make anything 
amazing and, and like awe-inspiring and like that I'm really proud of because I'm just always trying to be You're trying a to different appeal. kind of cook or like I spend so much time being that person, that food blogger persona that I don't have the energy to expend on things that will take longer. So today I'm making the gyros, the, the meat, and I'm going to make homemade pita. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make homemade tzatziki with um, like cashew cream. And like all these like little pieces, like that's what I love so much is like a meal that's like so many different parts. Like Eric is the one pot guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lazy. I'm the 30 pots. Kitchen has experienced a small hurricane kind of person a hurricane which now you know is different than a tornado, <laughs> than a tornado. yes sarah didn't know the difference between a tornado and a hurricane yeah which is okay because she's never lived near either of those things well i think i knew but what well, had you ever watched the movie twister no think, is like, that like Helen hunt is in it i don't know man <laughs> i i don't really remember i watched it when i was very little actually my parents had it on vhs so i just remember really? twister and there was a picture of a tornado on the front i can't describe to the listeners how cute sarah is right now it's getting a little warm in our room and her little cheeks are getting like mildly rosy and like kind of shiny i always get really hot when we're recording the podcast i also had as i mentioned earlier a latte this morning and the coffee that you brew in a mocha pot is very condensed like it's very Mm -hmm. powerful so i've been feeling very caffeinated lately (laughs) and i'm like i need to stop drinking coffee after like noon yeah yeah all right. Well, I think that's as good a spot as any to wrap it up. Yep, yep, yep. We uh, spoke for far longer than I thought we would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening. And is there anything you'd like to add before we before we leave? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. And um, enjoy... <laughs> the presidential election? Yeah, I was going to say. That's this happening? Is, this is coming Oh, it out. will have already happened by the time they hear this. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So by the time this comes out, we will either have a new president or have the same president or still not have any idea yeah. because votes take a long time to I, process. I really do feel like it's going to be like up in the air. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Uh, we don't trust any politicians, so we don't trust anyone to make the right decision. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't want to like drag this on any further, but mm-hmm. as far as making space for things that actually serve us, we have kind of agreed between the two of us to not talk about politics as often because mm-hmm. we're both on the same side and we both just end up getting so fucking angry. Mm-hmm. And it's like it feels like we're arguing with each other, even though we're arguing with reality we're arguing yeah exactly so the other day i was like i just can't do this anymore you know like i be informed vote like do what it takes to you know make your difference but But i just don't want to be having not unproductive conversations anymore and to add to that this also includes me going on reddit and (laughs) clicking articles with headlines that piss me off and then reading all the comments by fellow liberals screaming the same thing mm-hmm. and we're all just angry and i'm like this isn't doing anything for this is just making me upset mm-hmm. and taking time out of my life right. so that's what we've decided to do so uh love you guys talk to you next week bye